0: Welcome back to Episode 3 of the OP Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Pistor, and with me as always is Orens.
1: Well, so this last week, um, it was pretty busy. Uh, We had to do a lot of stuff. Um, Patrick, you want to start with uh, what you've done?
0: For sure. So what I did was I updated the icon and made the task board public so that we could all view it the icon uh used used some interesting colors uh used went went with a purple and a yellow i think they go well together and they it, it look it looks it looks pretty good i i think it could it could be better though uh i keep saying that but <laughs> um i think for now it'll it'll do the job as a good placeholder graphic
1: uh yeah no i th- i think it looks great uh at least for for a little while we should just stick with this that's definitely not one of uh
0: our i think we need system. to get one with like pictures at some point in time i think I, when, when we not. meet up in person again i think we need to get a photo and yeah. that needs to be it but uh until now we have this graphic that i made in adobe spark because <laughs> i didn't want to open photoshop nice. <laughs> and it, uh, it does the job uh yep um uh, by the way you have a little bit of an echo coming through oh it just happened don't worry it didn't ruin the interview oh spoiler alert by the way we do have an interview coming up in this episode Uh, get Uh, ready for that
1: yeah uh, so for what I did basically I set up a new twitter I set up a new facebook account Um, this was not necessarily part of the list but um, my main task for this week was uh, build out a website and um with that, I figured, like, hey, why not, uh, you know, uh, separate the concerns between my super famous Twitter account at orins underscore X um, and the OP podcast. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we have different social accounts now, um, and we do have a website. It's Um You can go there and find out what's going on. Um basically actually like I wanna I wanna go through this a little bit like what, what happened last week, like how did we come to uh how how did it, uh we build the website? Um basically we use this thing called Gatsby. So if you have a developer background, um uh, you probably are used to, you know, building websites from scratch and you don't, you know, uh maybe sometimes like You know, you have a week to build out a website and that might not necessarily be enough time to build everything from scratch and have it look good on all types of different um, devices and, you know, build out a nice UI and all that. Um, So I use this thing called Gatsby, um, which basically is um, sort of like a package that lets you Uh, automate all the boring parts of web development Uh, you can use online templates or starter kits and then tweak them to your own liking so you still get the control that you'd get by starting a website from scratch but you also get a lot of stuff for free which allows you to get a really nice website done for a week uh now that said uh i don't want to necessarily say that my website is a really nice website but um, you know go and uh, find out for yourself oppodcast.com. all of it is open source so you can just go and look at the code uh, you can even copy the code uh, build your own website have at it um, we actually we'd really appreciate that if uh, you wanted to go that route so if you yeah, submit a source, submit
0: a pull request yeah. if you want yeah. to make an update or a change We'll take uh, it. We'll take yeah, all we, of the feedback we can get.
1: Absolutely, we'd, we'd love to. Uh, Open again. an issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what I worked on last week. Um, you can feel free to check it out uh, on GitHub. Uh, and uh, Patrick, you wanna tell everybody what's coming up next?
0: Yes, yeah. so I think the biggest task that we have for this week is to decide what we're building. We have not decided what we're going to be building for June, which is going to be our first month of actually trying to launch something. So by next episode, you will have a finished concept and fleshed out idea for what we're going to be working on and a complete backlog.
1: Right. So I built that
0: up for like nothing. (laughs) I was like, and A backlog of work (laughs) items (laughs) so we're not coming up with them week by week uh
1: yeah so um patrick and i are uh going to be talking some more about like what are we going to be building um how like things that we're interested in together we'll try to document all that um we might have uh, links on the website to like everything that we talk about and like decisions that we make, so you can easily follow along. Um, and yep. Um, and with that said, uh, coming up next, uh, it's something that we've been uh, wanting to do for a long time now: uh, is have someone come on our podcast and uh, talk about their startup experience. Uh, A big part of this is learning from other people, right? Uh, And we want to learn from uh, people that have gone through this experience and maybe have had a different type of experience uh, compared to us. Uh, So, Patrick, do you want to introduce?
0: Let's jump right into an interview with Callum Moore. Uh, Our guest today, Callum Moore. Uh, is a tech entrepreneur and indie hacker who is currently launching one product a week. His latest product, Webframe, is a free tool for designers, developers, and hackers to get inspiration from the internet's top web apps and has over 800 full pages of screenshots available to view right now. So uh, Callum, uh, how did you get started with uh, the whole tech and entrepreneur space? I'm always interested in these origin stories.
2: Yeah, uh, it's uh, probably quite a long story for me. Um, I'm 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 now 30, so I've I've been kind of building stuff, you know, probably since I was you know 16, 17 uh, years old. Um, but I've kind of, I guess, I've kind of more recently kind of decided to sort of take a different approach with it. And I think, I think like maybe other people, um, I've always had this kind of fear of launching and always. Always kind of done it a bit wrong, you know, go and build something massive, not speak to anyone, go into a basement, you know kind of thing, and then um, you know and then launch it at the end and, and not really getting getting the results that you're're you're, you're hoping for um and so yeah, so kind of this is this has kind of been the first kind of step towards doing things in a different way, trying a different approach and kind of seeing how how it works
0: yeah, no, that's funny that you mentioned that because. That's the same reason why we started this podcast. Uh, it's yep. the exact same uh, concept in general. But the uh, the idea of launching one product a week is uh, a very daunting task in and its own. Like one product a month is <laughs> already <laughs> like a challenge. But one product a week, man. Uh, yeah, so...
1: Yeah, I, um, our idea also has been like... Uh, one product a month, and we thought that was ambitious. But uh, here we go. Uh, well,
2: yeah. I mean, uh, I have, I have, I have some reasons. I don't really want me to share them with you, or
1: yeah, actually, that was like that was going to be our next question. Uh...
2: Great, yeah. So I think, I think there there was a, quite a few reasons where, I, where that I felt that a week was actually quite a good time period, and th- some of these are personal to me, so they might not apply to everyone. Um, but I actually see a month as kind of a, a bit of a long time, um, you know, it just in, in my mind. And so, you know, if I felt like I had a month, I felt like I was going to go down a path and say, you know, oh, well, I can actually add all these other things. And, and I'd, I'd then start to be getting into this big vision of where my product would end up looking like. Um, and I really, really wanted to avoid that because I've um, I've launched, as I said, a couple of things already. Um, and I spent far too long on them. And, and each of those, I, I kind of intended to only spend maybe a month try, trialing that product. Um, and then I would be, you know, at the end of the month, I'd say, oh, well, I've, I've done really great work. Maybe just one more month, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe just, you know, one more month worth of development. And then it'll be ready to launch. And you kind of, I kind of found myself escalating and escalating. And then it would become six months. And I'd be like, wow, I still... Haven't launched this product, and then I'd be super nervous about launching it because I'd be like, "Well, I've only got one shot on this product. You know, if it fails, you know, that's the six months of time wasted." Um, and although you know there are still ways to promote a product after the launch, you know, the launch is a great way to kind of build initial traction and kind of get 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 something moving. So, I guess that was kind of one of my main my main reasons for doing that. Um, I also I also kind of and it related to that, I guess. I wanted to, um, I really wanted to kind of learn from my mistakes and kind of get over that launch fear that I have. Um, you now I've built many products over the time and I, I think a lot of developers, um, we like to build stuff and once we've dealt with the challenge of building something, we're like, okay, that's done now. Like I don't need to do any more because I've, I've I've built it, right? I don't need to even launch it. Um, and I think subconsciously, I think lots of people um get in that space and so you know th- those are kind of i guess my main reasons for wanting to do a week um even though i know it's, su- it's super challenging but um i i mean already i've i've noticed myself tackling things very differently um so with this latest product web frame that that you just mentioned um i really took a different approach and i saw myself wanting to go back to my old ways of thinking oh i'll do this more complicated solution and thinking no like I've I've literally only got two days left. Right. Um, I'm gonna have to do something different.
1: Uh, that's that's very interesting actually. Uh, super insightful. So to all the listeners, um maybe I think last week uh or actually on our first episode we talked about on how to uh ways to remain focused and uh this is actually great insight for that. Um uh, so a great follow up. Uh, yeah, if the the things that we talked about on the first episode uh, didn't work out for you, maybe uh, here's another thing to try. Maybe uh, focus on something like on a per week basis.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: um, I think the the fact that um, we've only spent a week on something that you don't feel scared about launching it is such a massive benefit that I think is maybe um maybe one of the best reasons for doing it because if i spend a week on something i really don't care if it bums it bums right like mm-hmm. it, it really doesn't matter that much to me whereas if you spend any longer on it i think you get you can get quite attached um to these to these products
0: yeah because um, if you don't trend on product type you can always go oh i got next week <laughs>
2: no, yeah uh... and you can do the things you've learned right so you can say oh i did this and actually i launched it completely wrong and I, i've learned so much from the last launch i did um, even though it went pretty well, um, you know, I think there were so many different ways I could, I could have done stuff. Um, and, and so, yeah, you're constantly learning as well in that way.
0: Absolutely. How important is that like brand, like the one product a week, I see that you have the dot com domain and you have the blog set up there. Do you have any other goals outside of your current endeavor for that brand? Uh, maybe like a class or a book related to launching? Cause you seem to have a lot of great ideas around that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I really—the main thing I wanted to do was document my journey um, to kind of share it with other people. Um, as I said, I've tried lots of different ways, and I think there is some really great advice out there. But I—I I find that it all seems kind of conflicting when you go through and you—you um, you look at all these different advice, and, and it's conflicting because things are there are different ways to do things. There are not—there's not just one right way to do things. Um and so you have got people saying, Oh no, that's not the right way, although this is the right way, or you know, and I think so I just wanted to sort of share, okay, this is exactly what I'm doing. And this in this scenario, this is what I found works and this is what I found isn't working for me. Um I, and also the fact that a lot of the time, you know, it's a one-off blog article that you'll read and you think, Okay, that's nice. But I wanted to kind of say, um, you know, here's me designing the app. So I'm gonna be uploading some videos to to that site soon, um, with me kind of going through the design process and then going through the development process and then going through kind of even the launch process and how I'm really kind of gonna, gonna tackle that. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's useful to some people. Um,
0: no, definitely. Yeah. I noticed that you put like the struggles you were having in that like to-do list and talking about like, oh, day one, I didn't get as much done as I wanted to. Like that insight and that honesty is very, very valuable.
1: Right. Um, well, speaking of Webframe, web right, um, are you trying to follow like the same template every week? Um, m- this time talking more about uh, along the lines of uh, digital assets that you're using, technologies? Um,
0: more so even- like having like Webframe is like a catalog with like 100, like 800 different screenshots of web apps. Would you maybe try something like mobile apps? Is that along the lines you're gonna keep following for the products that you're releasing, or you're gonna go completely left field this time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think I'm gonna try different things because I think it's it's super I mean it's part of the fun of doing this and 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 trying new things and doing new things. I don't want to just stick to the same same things every week, maybe. Um one thing obviously I will try and reuse technology and reuse things that I've learned. So um anything and I, one of the lessons i've actually already learned this week if you look through the notes of webframe is don't try new stuff because <laughs> it inevitably takes much longer to learn something new and um that's not to say never do it but i think um you want to preference stuff where you've got some experience and where you've lost you know if you've only got a week and you spend two days learning about a new technology then you're already two days behind uh, where you could have been if you if you'd use something else um so i'm super keen to make sure that um, I'm yeah, utilizing that time in the best way. I think um, going, going forward as well, Like I want to trial different ways of getting feedback from people. So one of the great things about launching these mini products is you get access to, uh, let's say, uh, so, so my subscriber list is now at about 300 subscribers from, that signed up to Webframe. And I have about 80 people who signed up to the one product a week um mailing list as well. So I've got kind of like now a group of people that I can go to and say, hey, like what are your problems? You know, what are you experiencing? Like, you know, how are you using WebFrame and, and how does that you know impact your workflow? Is there anything else that you you find is a problem? Um, I've I'm kind of um realizing that there's there's a maybe a, a, a better way to to um so so there's uh, there's a way to, sorry god <laughs> as i said there's a way to there's a way to launch things um in a way that is that is then beneficial for future stuff so that's kind of what i'm focusing on i guess
1: right so like taking on the learnings of every product that you build and applying them in the future um how yeah, but...
2: Yeah, but also, I think what's really important is that I've now got access to maybe 200, 300 people who I can now go and ask for feedback, who yeah. are likely now to be engaged in the product that I've built and likely to give me much better feedback. I find lots of, you get lots of advice saying talk to customers and talk to users. Mm-hmm. It's actually super hard to do that. Um, you know, Where do you go and find these users and these developers? No one's really got time to talk to you. But when you release a product and you're useful to them, you have then got a captive audience who are willing to say hey yeah actually you've really helped me out by delivering this product for free i will mm-hmm. give you 20 minutes of my time and let's jump on a video chat and discuss my problems and my workflow as a designer so i think it's another great way you can kind of use these mini products to kind of get a better insight into into the market that you're targeting
1: yeah that's awesome uh- you mentioned something about uh not trying new things, right uh, that's that's actually like very interesting because everybody like tells you all the time hey like you gotta you gotta keep trying new things that's the only way to learn um, so how do you find the right balance between the trying new stuff and learning and um you know building something um Because obviously, like, if you keep doing this every week, right, and you you just use the technologies that you're only familiar with, uh, eventually you might fall behind. So how do you make sure that you balance that, uh, you know, learning versus delivering?
2: Yeah, that's a a great question. Um, I would say I would, for me personally, I think I would prefer to learn stuff like separately to the the product that i'm launching i think if you can get yourself into the mindset of okay this week is is for launching this this feature and i'm not going to consider new technologies in this week and then maybe you spend you know a couple of a couple of hours as a sort of separate process if you if you're interested in different technologies um you know trying stuff out and seeing if it works for you because you can waste a lot of time um exploring new products during that product week and then once I think the, the, the really damaging thing is if you're working on a, a product and you get halfway through the day and you realize that this tool doesn't do what you need it to do, you've kind of you're kind of emotionally you're in a different place. You're like, wow, I'm way behind now. You know, I shouldn't have maybe tried this new product. I'm now gonna have to go back to what I already know. And I think, yeah, so I think it's better to try new stuff, you know, separately from your what you're launching. And so you can kind of time box it. You can maybe you've got some free hours. It's it's usually more fun for developers to try new stuff. We like to do that. So I would see it as more of a leisure kind of activity as opposed to a kind of super productive activity, if that makes any sense.
0: No, it, it for sure does. That's a really good point. The separation of the two allows you to have the privilege to try out new technology. And when you have to get something out the door, you can use the old tried and true method. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so... That's kind of like a final closing question. Um, so I was actually, I read through the to-do list um, and I, I, how the hell did you get all those screenshots?
2: <laughs> I actually, believe it or not, I did it manually. Um,
0: no way, um, how? Like, yeah. did you just do it yourself with like the default screen grabber? Did you have an extension?
2: Yeah, I had an extension, a really great extension actually. It's cool. Let me just have a look at what it's called. Uh, look into this full page screen capture is one of the ones that's got the most uh, reviews on Google Chrome. Um, There's a plugin to do that. And it actually like moves the page down and and kind of merges all the the screenshots together for you, which is super cool. But One of the things that made that kind of manual process possible was that the way I built the kind of uploading and tagging the assets was um, done in a way that it was super easy to take those screenshots and publish them on the site. So effectively what I did was um, I have a folder with each of the different products, and then I all I have to do is copy and paste the screenshots into that folder, and then I rename them so that like category1-category2-category3.ping, and then I have a script which just picks them up and dumps them into Google Cloud Storage and takes the file name and then works out which category they are based on the file name. So to upload a new screenshot to Webframe, all I have to do is, okay, take the screenshot using this tool, that's about a couple of seconds once you're on the site, and then copy that, um, copy all the screenshots at once when I've done the site, and it takes maybe less than a minute uh, to rename all the files uh, based on the category that they belong to. Um, and again, that was, so I was thinking, when we are going back to like how how you think differently when you only have a week, So I was thinking oh I need this admin system to make the uploading quick because I realized that if there wasn't a way to upload these screenshots quickly I was never going to be able to get enough to make it worthwhile for people Um, and so I was thinking oh I'll make this admin system and I'll drop it in and I'll be able to do all these things and I thought wait that's going to take me one or two days to do really don't have that time how else creatively can I do this with the minimum amount of time Um, and then I thought well Maybe, you know, maybe I can do this this file name thing because that's all the information I really need um, from these things. So effectively, for the, for the WebFrame project, I'm using Google Cloud Storage as a CMS system to power the site, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and, and again, just demonstrates the different thinking that you have when you've only got that week to do it. Yeah,
0: I've actually been seeing a, a growing trend of people using Google Drive and Google Drive products to power their web and mobile applications. Like there's like the turn the Google Sheets into an API, Uh, There's Sheet to Site, which will like turn in a spreadsheet into an actual website. So a very, very creative way of organizing
2: those. And I think that's really interesting. You know, even as a developer, I can, I can code all these things um, myself, but actually Sometimes it's much better for a developer to use a no-code solution just because of the time it saves you um, to to make stuff. Um, So I think that's something that maybe not all developers, you know, as a developer, you're kind of thinking, well, I can build this myself. I I should be able to do this myself because I'm a developer. But actually, sometimes it makes more sense, as you say, to use a no-code solution um, to do it for you.
0: It comes down to like ego for a lot of people. It's the same reason yeah. the why people continue to use Vim and Emacs to this day. It's like, oh, it makes me feel, okay. <laughs> Did I touch it? Did I touch a stab there? Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. But the more, and I, I think that's, that's again, the great thing about, you know, doing one product a week is it changes your mindset. Cause I'm, I'm definitely a perfectionist. I definitely struggle with wanting to do everything the right way and do it properly. And so, this, you know, again, this has really changed my thinking in terms of, no, I can't do it. I simply don't have the time. Um, and and then I'm forced to kind of do things uh, in a hacky way, which is what you what you should be doing.
1: Uh, you yeah, know, actually, like, we ran into a similar thing this weekend. Like, one of the tasks that we were working on is to sort of, like, build up a website for the podcast. And... Uh, you know, just building a website entirely from scratch and making sure that everything fits perfectly is just a monumental task if you're you know, if you're taking on that that has to do basically build all the assets from scratch and do everything from scratch. Yeah. And I'm definitely a big fan of that, but um when you only have a week to do that, um that uh will push you to like find all these tools and all these things that will help you in the process and um possibly make you even a more efficient developer, like, you know, not, not just in this particular task, but in general uh, learnings that you can take elsewhere as well.
0: And another thing on that note is when you use these non-coding-based solutions, you're still building applications, which you're already familiar with doing. So as a developer, you're going to be incredibly competent at using them already most of the time, unless yeah. there's like UI challenges involved with that. But you're you're already like leveled up to the point where you can just jump into one of these like block coding languages and you already have all of the basic concepts down. You can just crush something. But a lot of people have that fear of like, oh, if it's not text, I don't know what I'm doing. But no, it's the same underlying logic. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, absolutely, and then you've got this, the power also to, you know, a lot of these tools, these no-code tools do allow you to build, like, stuff on top of them, integrations or whatever, you know, run functions. So, as you say, like, you can do all the core stuff there, and if you need anything else, you can build on top because you're a developer. Um, so, absolutely agree with that.
1: Um, well, uh, I... Last question, basically, is uh, what's next for you? Have you decided what you'll be working on? Uh, is there anything you're interested? You think you're going to be pursuing uh, next week coming up? I guess.
2: Yeah, I'm still. Um, I'm using to, kind of today to kind of plan out what I'm going to be doing doing next. So I haven't kind of firmed up exactly what product I'll be launching, but I will be starting it tomorrow or Monday. Um, so yeah, so check out the website, um, and I'll be documenting. Even part of the process is working out what to work on, and hopefully I can document some of that as well, just to kind of see show people how I'm coming up with these ideas and how I'm kind of um, initially validating them and then kind of going through the development, design, and launch phase.
0: Well, yeah, uh, on that note, also, where can people find you on the internet right now?
2: Uh yeah, so you can go to oneproductaweek.com. Uh that's where I'll be putting all of the updates for all the different products I work on. Some videos, blogs, articles, everything will be there. You can also follow me on Twitter at uh, One a week, Um, and at Callum Moore on Twitter as well. That's my personal one.
0: Uh, well uh perfect. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Yeah, thanks yeah, guys thanks. for having me on. I've really uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you.
1: Uh, we'll put on the links, uh, at the bottom, like, whatever platform, uh, you're following on, um, thanks for watching.